Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Welcome to tonight's Andrea K. Show. We made it, babies. It is Friday. <laughs> Indeed. It's not just Friday, but we actually have a couple of really yummy, good stories for you guys tonight. So I'm so glad that you're with me because we got to take the good news and the giggles uh, where we can get it. And there's a couple of peeps from the ATL, as they call it, who have given me some giggles today. And I can't wait to share that with you. Of course, Friday means Bob Walters, and Bob will be back with us at the bottom half of the hour. And I look forward to that every week, too, because who would have thought a few years ago when Bob and I started doing these segments, and we were at the forefront of those talking about the indoctrination centers called schools. And I can remember at the time uh, hearing Rush Limbaugh just beginning to talk about it years after Bob and I had been doing it. And who would have thought at the time that it would actually be uh, turn into where now, thanks to awareness, that we've actually got good news stories. So you're going to want to tune in for that as well. That and so much more to get into tonight. If you miss any part of the show, download the podcast wherever you get your pods. Email me at andreakshow.com, andreakshow.com. Of course, I always get fun emails from you guys as well that perk me up, give me a good, put me in a good mood. So I love to hear from you guys. And I also love to hear from this guy every night of the week. He joins me every night. It is the one and only DJ Sesame Broccolini. Bring it on! I live for this! <laughs> okay, who at the radio station did you wrangle into doing that voice work for you? I, I got, I got my, my resources here. Every, every, it's a team effort, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I think I know who, who voiced that, and he can be very silly. So um, love that so much. Um, it, it hit me with that again. I want to hear that one more time. Bring it on! I live for this! <laughs> it is accurate, to be fair. It does describe it me very well. I do live for this. You do. And uh, you are one of the hardest working guys around, particularly in politics. Um, but enough about you. We got to get into the topics of the day, because guess what? You've been so busy this afternoon. Do you even know that there's been another balloon flying around over military installations, Sesame? I heard there was another balloon, but is it flying around over mil- I mean, I, what else would it be doing? Of course it is. Well, not just military installation, but NORAD. Which is, I mean, anybody who saw the movie from back in the 80s, War Games, knows who what NORAD is, right? Um, In fact, uh, when I was a political science major, we studied a lot about NORAD. And um, but have no fear because the um, military, our Department of Defense, you know, the same Department of Defense that was taking money and giving it to uh, China for the Wuhan lab. That's right. You guys may have forgotten that the Department of Defense was giving money to the same Wuhan lab from which COVID-19 came. Gee, anyone? Bueller? Bueller? Why would they be doing, giving money? Why would our Department of Defense? Hmm. Because it's called a biological weapon. Yeah, the same military, by the way. Uh, Have no fear, though. 
because Sesame, they say they are tracking it. They say it's very small and high altitude and it's just drifting and it doesn't pose any threat uh, to national security, U.S. officials in the military said earlier today. They said they're tracking it. It has traversed the western U.S. earlier in the day. Um, NORAD uh, did confirm that they detected the object and it was floating between 43,000 and 45,000 feet. They sent some aircraft up to investigate, and that's why they're saying rest assured. Uh, quote, the balloon was intercepted by NORAD fighters over Utah, who determined it was not maneuverable and did not present a threat to national security. NORAD will continue to track and monitor the balloon, they said. The FAA also determined the balloon posed no hazard to flight safety. Is this the same FAA that's overseeing planes? Like, oh, by the way, there was a news story this week. Another plane literally had a wing fall off. Is that the same FAA? <laughs> yeah, the Federal Aviation Administration. Are those the ones reassuring us? Are these the same people that also told us at the time that the Chinese balloon that went back and forth and hovered over military installations and sucked up data and just continued to be able to do that at will until it was finally shot down over the Atlantic? Is this the same organization, same in institutions telling us not to fear this one? I don't know. How do you feel about that, Sesame? Um, they're saying it's expected to be over Georgia by Friday night. And gee, over Georgia, we got a lot of military installations there. Hmm. Um, your thoughts? Well, I don't really, I mean, I, I certainly don't believe, well, okay. I mean, I guess for sure, I don't know what exactly is going on or who sent mm -hmm. this balloon or who's behind it or if it can record things or not with audio and video. But I mean, come on, let's not be naive. I mean, this definitely right. seems like a threat and it looks like a threat and they've lied about it before. With with the Chinese balloon, like you're saying, they've and they've and they've done this. This has happened, I believe, on other instances and other occasions as well. But yeah, they they said it was non-maneuverable at first. It turns out it was. They said it wasn't on behalf of anybody like like China or the Russian government, and it was. It was Chinese, and mm -hmm. it was spying on sensitive military bases. Again, they're also yeah. buying land near those bases, so I wouldn't be surprised if this is. Well, was that first one almost a year ago now? Maybe it's the anniversary yeah, yeah, we're getting near to ago. it. So yeah, maybe they figured yeah. you know we'll, we'll celebrate by actually doing it again. Yeah. And then and then on top of it, um, after they shot down the one from a year ago, they didn't even bother to try to re retrieve any of its parts. Quite the spy game we've got going on in our intelligence community. We're just going to let this thing drift. OK, we're not even going to bother to try to retrieve anything. Although at that, I mean, really, what's to retrieve? Right. I mean, you know, China had our data at that point, but you're not even interested in their technology. I was just, the, it, it sends the, a message too. It's like, I mean, come on, that's just embarrassing. Yeah. It's like you're just giving up. That's what it really looks like. Well, well, what really, what it is is it's just like our land is your land. This <laughs> land is my land. I mean, it's like you know, literally, that's what's going on here. This land is your land, China. Do with it what you will and what you want to do. So, I mean, you know, all we can do is laugh. Here's one thing that's interesting. This does come. One day after the outages, right, of AT&T and all the cell carriers. In fact, and we do, do we have an explanation for that? I don't think we do. No, people are just like, oh, old story. And it shouldn't be because we're talking about, you know, um, 
or cybersecurity for which we're, you know, uh, uh, and, and devices and Wi-Fi for which most of our nation is completely dependent. So I get this text for, and I think you have AT&T too. Let me know if you got the same text. It's AT&T. This was today at 345. The outage was yesterday morning. It's AT&T. We apologize for, uh, we apologize for Thursday's outage, which may have impacted you. As a valued customer, your connection matters, and we are committed to doing better. Um, excuse me. First of all, you care so much about my connections. You waited almost 48 hours before you, you know, text me about this. Number two, if my phone was down, you wouldn't be able to get this text through to me. And number three, how about you pony up with some money, right? Are we not paying these people to provide us? with you know service and if it goes down should they not be like here's a here's a little little money back or maybe here's you know a credit you know maybe here you know go buy yourself a pizza maybe not a pizza but you know at least maybe go buy yourself a ho-ho at the 7-eleven i mean not a nothing your thoughts <laughs> uh a not on a ho-ho because i don't know if you even eat ho-hos do kids even know what a ho-ho is these days oh i'm, I'm sure that they do Oh, Do certainly. Do you know a, what a ho ho is? I mean, it's a hostess, delectable little hostess cake. It is, and it's a and it's a chocolate cake with a delicious cream filling. Yes, yes I'm very, yes, very aware of ho hos. Not my favorite I never hostess see product. Anybody but... eating a ho ho anymore? I never see anybody eating a ho ho. Yeah, it's not. I used to see it a lot uh, in school, but I don't see it as much around anymore. Bring back the ho ho. Bring mm. back the ho ho. <laughs> I like Twinkies a lot for the record. Um, oh, I love a Twinkie. I'm glad they brought the Twinkies back. I think people sleep on Twinkies. You know what they did when I was at Xerox, right? You know what happened? No. There was an old centralized Xerox machine. That, w- that means they're like the really big ones, right? And um, evidently, there. W- I don't remember now a lot about the story, but um, a service worker had left a Twinkie inside of one of these machines. And many years later, the Twinkie was found and it was completely intact, had not no biodegrading, nothing. I mean, just had melted away, kind of like the story we've got recently about the non ice cream, ice cream sandwiches at Walmart. Um, But you know what? Even even, you know, hearing that story at the time when I worked at Xerox, it did not deter me from eating a Twinkie. (laughs) But I'm a Twinkie purist. I don't like them dipped. I don't like any funky flavors. I want a regular old Twinkie. Your thoughts? Yeah, the original is the best. There is no other way to go. Uh, it's just a classic. It's an American classic. Um, and honestly, for a while, I thought AT&T was too. I have them. Yeah. Their services is not is not terrible. It's it's They have the infrastructure, but that's the thing. When you talk about a cell company that big, they have their own network. They have their own infrastructure. So I do wonder what caused yeah. it to down. Was it an internal failure? Did they Are they you know too busy focusing on diversity training to train people to do their job right? Or was this an attack? Well, I, I like, yesterday, that, the left tried to blame it on solar flares. See, climate yeah, change. Right, okay. Now even a cell phone outage is climate change. <laughs> it's insane. And then somebody else was like, a solar flare couldn't happen to AT&T because, you know, we got all these techies out there that evidently have no life and know whether or not a solar flare would actually affect AT&T. Um, but, um, you know, the bottom line is this. We're incredibly vulnerable to every aspect of our infrastructure. I don't know what this balloon is flying around, but if they know that it's, you know, not, if they knew that it was, um, 
not a threat to anybody and or whatever, why wouldn't they just go ahead and shoot it down? Why wouldn't they take it down? No, they just like China, they just like the a year ago, they left the, the thing intact. Uh, and, and, and this thing's flying around just coincidentally the day after a major outage. I don't know. Something is stinky and it's not an old Twinkie. I don't know. We're going to take a break. Speaking of stinky, a week ago, I think on this day, we had a lot of stench out of a courtroom in Atlanta. And now it's gotten even funkier with the latest update on Fannie Willis and her little boyfriend, Special Prosecutor Wade. Stay with us. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea Kay on The Answer San Diego. Well, welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay show. So you guys remember, it's only been a week. So much is even, I mean, a week these days in, in politics is like, you know, 10 years. That's how much things fly by. But it was only been a week ago in which we all watched the soap opera uh, involving two uh, main characters in a, in a love affair, Fanny Willis and Prosecutor Wade. I don't know this guy's first name. So Nathan Wade, one of the funniest things was not just the testimony itself, but that I think it was Gorka. Somebody took a question of Wade and he was asked about, has he ever gone to a cabin with Fanny Willis? And as he's sitting there taking like what felt like five minutes to answer, somebody put the song Careless Whisper over his face while he's thinking. <laughs> you remember the song, Careless Whisper. Oh, it, it was absolutely hilarious. These two, uh, the, and, and by the way, let me remind everybody, what had happened was the corruption that had been exposed with the money that was going to this boyfriend of hers and all of that um, created, prompted a hearing as to whether or not she and he were qualified to prosecute this case. Well, it, you know, aside, I mean, the fact that she wore a dress backwards should have disqualified her. <laughs> that alone, um, the her behavior on the stand should have disqualified her uh, and him. Uh, the obvious obfuscations, the obvious, uh, you know, uh, trying to if not they if not outright perjuring themselves at least doing everything they could to to tell the truth right i tell you what really proves that both of them are disqualified and and are, are just quite frankly too stupid really to have a law license is when they were sitting on the stand and refusing to answer questions or when well i tell you fanny willis said this she said that her relationship with him began after he was special prosecutor she said, yeah, he came to her house a few times, uh, mo- you know, occasionally would bring over some food from Lickety Split. <laughs> She's stupid right there. Who says you eat at Lickety Split? You're a district attorney. At least say he picked up, you know, some takeout from a steakhouse. You can have a Lickety Split. So, um I don't know if I can say that they perjured themselves, but clearly they were too stupid to understand uh, the rules of discovery and that their records and their cell phone records were going to be analyzed and matched against their testimony. And here's what we found, according to because uh, Loverboy was geotracked. And here's what was found out. 
Um, he visited her home at least 35 times and stayed overnight. Well, I don't know about this lickety split pl uh, place, but it doesn't take overnight to eat some whatever barbecue I think she said this place was. Okay. Uh, she has been, they've both been cold busted in lying and perjuring themselves. I quite frankly don't understand, given everything I've already said on a serious tip, why she wasn't disqualified day one. Why the judge did not call a recess after she admitted on the stand that she took campaign cash and kept it for her personal use. Bruce Lavelle and others, I saw an interview with Bruce Lavelle, who's uh, on the Trump team down in Georgia. He and others sent that audio or video or whatever that, that recording it, her test that testimony to the authorities to have it reported because that is crim an admission of criminal behavior that alone should have disqualified her at this point i don't know what the judge is going to do he's up against it in terms of identity politics if he disqualifies her um, I don't know whether he's up for re-election or if his appointment as a judge is for life or how that works. Clearly, he's up against it from a political reason. But at this point, uh, you know, I, I don't know if it would be a bad thing for Trump for her to stay and this guy to stay because it's so completely tainted right now that I think it's completely fallen apart. But um, I do think ultimately whether or not it benefits Trump for them to stay in these positions because the case has fallen apart. I think accountability needs to be had. I think these both both of these fools, liars, grifters, con artists, and thieves of taxpayer money need to lose their law licenses, have them immediately suspended, and have them be put under criminal investigation. Anything you want to add, Sesame? Well, you do wonder where is the line when it comes to this kind of misconduct and corruption and, and what seems to be perjury. I mean, yeah. how many – I believe in second chances. I, I do, but I, I do wonder at the same time, uh, how how long does someone get to parade around a court and make a mockery of our criminal justice system until we finally say, OK, enough is enough? I mean, you're not even in the private sector, which would already be well, – that would be bad too, but you're in a public role and you're persecuting people and abusing your authority. And the cases she's bringing – this whole Trump-Rico nonsense, it's just mm -hmm. as flawed and flimsy as it seems like her character is. I mean, it's yeah. no, no that no one else would bring this kind of a this kind of a case. It's a, a RICO case is just crazy. This is mob yeah. kind of shakedown stuff. So yeah, I, I don't know if it's better for him, Trump for Trump, you know, is in terms of the case. But I imagine it's just a matter of time until this thing is completely over. I, I would imagine they pull her. I don't think she, there's any they way. Have that, to. I mean, I don't think she was. I also don't think she was expecting it to go this far. I think she no. took some liberties in her first, you know, uh, at bat, if you will, and was not expecting it to get this this bad. And now I'm sure she's I don't know what she's thinking, actually. What do you think she's thinking right now? I think she's thinking the same thing as that Dalton, Illinois uh, city official who was screaming and yelling at the board of supervisors for daring to question mm -hmm. a black woman mm -hmm. in power. I think the sense of entitlement Right now, given the cultural Marxist movement to uh, persecute and discriminate against uh, white people, and it, it's just like um, Condoleezza Rice explained at the 2012 Republican National Convention. She talked about the twin uh, side, the two sides of a coin, uh, entitlement and grievance. And that when you tell a certain sector of society over and over and over again that they're victims, 
and that they're aggrieved, they have a complete sense of entitlement to do whatever they want to do. And that's what's taking place across this country. We see it in, in all positions of power, whether it's in colleges, whether it's in the courts like this, whether it's criminals on the street, whether it's mayors, all every aspect of our society, uh, kids in school, um, we're, we're seeing that play out. And that's what this is about. She had, she thought there's no way when she sat down uh, to take the witness stand with the dress backwards, the look of defiance on her face and the way she disrespectfully spoke to that white attorney. Can you imagine if the tables had been turned and she was white and spoke to an African-American or black attorney in the way that she did? Oh my gosh. Uh, there'd be it would be like Trayvon Martin all over again. Remember the people descending on the courthouse demanding George Zimmerman's head? That's what we would be seeing today. Instead, white people are expected to put up with persecution and put up with this kind of behavior um, a, a, as we see the grievance society uh, through a sense of entitlement, bully, steal, cheat, grift. And all of it. And it's despicable, absolutely despicable. And it is not American. And what we need is we need people like her. We need people like James Comey and all the rest of them with the Russian collusion. We need the Hillary Clintons. We need the Bidens. We need all of these elected officials and all these elites who've been getting away with crimes. We need to see some perp walks. Let it begin with Fannie Willis. Right. But and you know what? Offer her a lickety split barbecue meal before you slap the cuffs on her. Make her make her walk with her hands behind her back all sticky. <laughs> the barbecue sauce. <laughs> no wet naps. No wet naps. <laughs> no wet. No wet naps. No, sister. All right. We're going to take a break. We come back. Bob Walters will be joining us. Uh, for his weekly education report. Stick around. We'll have some good news, college crazies, and everything that you need to know. I'm in a mood. Can y'all tell? Email me, andreakshow.com. AK. Dynamite in a dress, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on the answer, San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Don't forget, if you miss any part of the show, download the podcast wherever you get your pods. Especially, uh, you don't want to miss these next two segments. So, if you got plans uh, this evening and you have to step out. Uh, you should really have your devices with you so you can listen wherever you go. Um, but don't forget if you do miss anything or if you want to re-listen to it, uh, download the podcast wherever you get your pods. Joining me now, like he does every Friday, is my dear friend and fighter for this country and for children uh, all, all the time. It is Bob Walters, and he joins me now. Hello, my dear friend. Hello. Good to be here. Thank you. Um. All righty, Bob. Let's see. You got any good news for us to start off with this week? I have 11, 11 items for good news. Oh, yay. All right. Lay it on me, my brother. All right. First one. An Iowa bill would force public school kids to stand for the Pledge of Allegiance and the National Anthem every day. Opponents said it would violate the First Amendment, but it's been made law last week in that state file. 
Um, hey, you know what? I'm all for it. Why not make make school kids stand and say the Pledge of Allegiance? I did. I, I was going to say I did too when I was in school. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, what are they supposed to do? Pledge, you know, to the Ukraine flag? I mean, you know, that's that's what they probably would like kids to uh, to pledge allegiance to that or the, you know, um, the LBGT flag. So, no, that's good news. I love it. Okay, All right. Connecticut School District in Stanford voted to hold classes on Veterans Day and Columbus Day to extend learning time for the next two years. Veterans groups aren't happy with it, but it has been implemented. It's supposed to help the kids get a little extra boost in their education. Um, you know, I could I could really argue both sides of that equation. I do think it's important that we honor our military. Um, while uh, uh, while I suspect that this was, you know, um, liberal school districts. Uh, just, you know, not wanting to honor the military, given the shape of our academic situation in this country, you know, I think it's I think it's probably a good thing the kids will be in school if they're going to be taught something academic. <laughs> well, it is what it is. I know. I was a little surprised. Yeah. All right. Parents urge Archbishop of Canterbury in England to scrap trans guidance from schools and don't push changing genders. Good. There's been quite a rebellion in in England uh, to have the church stop teaching um, transgender changes, which is good. Well, good. Not, I just began to arise in England, like it is. Yeah, here. yeah. No, it's it's on the rise everywhere. Uh, there's no corner of the earth. Nat, National Geographic just named their Traveler of the Year. Uh, you know, a transgender person named Patagonia. So, you know, they're just trying to shove this into every corner of the world. And so I'm glad when I hear that other countries are pushing back against this. I agree. Jeez. Mm-hmm. All right, the Oklahoma's Board of Education rejoices after a local elementary school principal resigned following hate-filled bomb threats. The threats came from the public after this principal spent his time as a drag queen and even mm-hmm. appeared in... Well, good riddance. Yeah. Wow. Good riddance for sure. Yeah. I mean, to think that that was going on in Oklahoma just goes to show you can't be thinking, oh, the Midwest or oh, the South. And, you know, it's it. The, yeah. there's no ask. There's no area of our country that's immune from this insanity. I would agree. All right. Here's another one. that's kind of mixed, mixed gender. The Congress introduces Protect Black Women and, and Girls Act. This is meant to ensure that black women and girls have improved education, health care, economic opportunity, and civil rights. Inequities would be erased if successful. Four black sororities pushed for this law, and it was recently passed last week. To me, it's um, discriminatory action. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's discrimination under the guise of not, dis- you know, fighting discrimination and, you know, uh, LSU has had black sororities long before I was a, a, a student there. I mean, you know, what? where is there any current discrimination going on or, you know, against black people? I just don't see it. In fact, I think it's quite the opposite. But, you know, that's my no, take on it. Yep. Okay. A new study has found that the voluntary school desegregation program in Massachusetts has had a significant effect on urban students who took part. 
This included Boston and 33 surrounding communities. METCO, M-E-T-C-O, is the name of the program. The minority kids had a 17% jump in those wanting to go to college, scoring a mm. 30% increase in the SAT test that they took. Wow, that's great. Yeah. Good Very good. I mean, let's just uh, hope that when they go to school college, though, those that do go, that they, they actually go to a school that's worth the tuition and that's actually going to teach them, give them some kind of skill or something they can use to go make a living. Yeah, I would agree. Mm-hmm. Okay, $14,000 payout was made to a family after a child missed two years of school due to an oversight by the district. Kind of weird. I read deeper in it. North Hampshire Council admitted that they had failed to prove to provide a special ed teacher that had been agreed with the family two years ago. And they finally got one, but then they had to pay to avoid a lawsuit $14,000 to the family for the grief it caused. Wow. Two years. Two years gone, lost. Waiting for a a special ed teacher. Well, yeah. Terrible. Terrible. So at least we got some, at least there was some restitution. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All righty, what else eight, you got for us? Eight states restricted sex ed last year, and mm-hmm. more could join this trend amid growing parent rights activism. This includes Iowa, Kentucky, Indiana, Florida, North Dakota, and a host of others to cover up restriction to the fifth grade. So, good, good trend. Yeah, and absolutely. You know, it, you know that, that. Yeah, I'm going to take that as good news. I started to say, boy, you know, why, why isn't it every state? But you know what? Given how le- hard the left is pushing, I'll take eight states. You know, hopefully we yeah. eight, uh, 28 one of these days. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's still okay. a good news story. Minnesota school district allows Muslim families to opt out of LGBTQ curriculum, which Christians and Jews, however, are not allowed to miss. That's a little. Mm. Wow. Lewis Park. That is is so Lewis discriminatory. Park. So religious freedoms exist for Muslims but not for Christians in in Minnesota. Yeah. That's a blatant violation of the constitution. It's for the Muslims, but it's kind of bad news for the Christians and Jews. And I don't understand double standards. No. Well, what that does is it confirms what I've been saying now for many many years that the left is partnering uh, intentionally, purposefully partnering with the Islamists in this country uh, for power because they share the same ideology of uh, a political system that is communistic. And that's what's yeah. going on. So, you know, again, I mean, the one group of people that it's okay to discriminate against is white Christians yeah. and Jews and Jews. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, in Brooklyn, Brockton, Massachusetts, asked the National Guard in that state to help restore order. Wow. It was unruly behavior, drug use, and verbal abuse against teachers. It was approved by majority vote. And now the National Guard is providing security at this high school, and they've arrested 28 students so far. 28 students? Yeah, who were taking drugs, wow. taking abusive behavior against teachers. Wow. Where is the school? Uh, Brockton, Massachusetts. I don't, oh, I don't know where Brockton 
Me neither, but it's like, you know, I was expecting you to tell me Chicago because, you know, that's, you know, you think, you think, uh, you know, this kind of behavior, you think Oakland, you think Chicago, you think New Orleans, maybe, um, you know, Baltimore, you don't really think Massachusetts, you know, I, you know, and then, and, and not, not uh, so, wow. Um, at least they've got some security now. Well, yeah, but it just shows you can't trust what's. What's going on in the Midwest or some areas you think is not right. violent? Um, Absolutely. Yep. All right. Final point. North Carolina Lieutenant Governor Mark Robinson spoke at a recent CPOC meeting of conservative leaders and said the debate on reparations needs to end since it is actually blacks who should pay reparations to their white neighbors for all their ancestors lost in the Civil War. Mark wow. Being for state governor of that state. Wow, he is so bold. I love that. You know, and he's, wow. Uh, Every Republican needs to be saying that. This is the only nation that has shed the blood of white people to end slavery in this country. Half a million. Yes. Yes. All right, we're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to continue with our buddy Bob Walter. So don't you go anywhere. K, bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to the Andrea K Show on the Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. It is Friday Fun Day. Having it's always fun for me to talk to my good friend Bob Walters, especially when he's giving me good news on things related uh, to the schools, and there actually has been progress. And so, even though we uh, we haven't achieved. 100% of our goals in terms of completely turning around the indoctrination centers, uh, progress is being made. And so we need to be energized and get active and do our part like Bob does. All right, Bob, you got some college crazies for us now? Yep, here we go. A UCLA study shows that community college program is aiding Latinos to succeed. This is the program that allows students to take a four-year bachelor's degree at a local community college with very little tuition. Latinos who graduate are getting better jobs and having success in their life. Well, that's great news. Um, it does it say what what they're studying? Any, any details? Well, they've got to have the, uh, they studied the basics that needed to get passed for the SAT test into the college. They still got to okay. have, uh, yeah, they still got to be able to get uh, affirmed in order to get their four-year yeah. degree from, a, from well, a community college, not the university. You know, uh, time and time again, you keep confirming that people need to not be wasting their money sending kids to these overpriced crap whole communist, you know, centers. And and now that, you know, the, the earlier this week, Joe Biden announced he was going to, quote, forgive one point two billion dollars of tuition. So it's, you know, which is just going to be spread around to everybody. So I, I at this point, I say put all these big universities out of business and, you know, send kids to community colleges. I agree. All right. Now, Democratic assemblymen have sponsored a bill that would give pave the way for, for free education for black students. This would address systematic disparities and create positive changes. Taxpayers, of course, have to pay the bill. It also kills a longstanding rule that 
bans racial preferences in the state. This seems to run contrary to the recent Supreme Court decision, but time will tell. This is in California. It is completely contrary. It's not they're not supposed to have race based admissions. And now they want to just completely give free college away, which is paid for by everybody else. That's just another form of reparations. And it's discriminatory. And I am sick to death as I talked about, you know, last hour about the the twin, you know, two sides of the coin going on here, grievance and entitlement. You know, I'm so tired of of one group in this country feeling like they've got some, uh, you know, grievance going back a couple hundred years and think I'm supposed to pay for it. No, take that someplace else. Whatever form you want of reparations, you're not uh, you're not getting it from me. Here's another one that kind of rings a similar bell. Uh, A civil rights attorney for hundreds of black Americans whose ancestors helped build St. Louis University. A man and a woman helped build the university, mm-hmm. and they were the they were the parents, the forerunners, five generations ago for two hundred descendants, and now they want to have seventy billion dollars in reparations from the university for the work done by Henrietta Mills and Charles Calvin for their two hundred descendants, which gives each of them six hundred ninety million dollars each. What? It's <laughs> insane. They were just, you know, children and grandchildren of, of these two people who did the work. Crazy. Did they get paid for the work? Did somebody write them a check for the work? <laughs> I, I'd have to check deeper. I, I don't know that. Were they compensated for the work? And if not, then maybe the descendants should get, okay, if they were supposed to get a dollar an hour, you know, if they didn't get the dollar an hour, give that to them in today's, that's it. Yeah, not $600 million. That's a little much no. for each if, it, if uh, they were owed 60 bucks back then and in today's value it's six grand, give them the six grand and shut up about it. <laughs> I but I want you. proof that they didn't get paid. I'd have mm-hmm. to check further. Okay. Yeah. Another transgender college student breaks the New Jersey women's record in, in, in a few races. He is six, mm-hmm. two, six foot two inches tall and previously lost men's races in the swimming contest. And now he's played against the women in New Jersey and beat them, set of new course. records. And, and, yep, and, and ended up, two of the girls were for then forbidden to get their tuition to go to college. Wow. It's wrong. It's just having just, men play against women in sports is just wrong. It's stealing. He stole from those girls, and the parents should have not allowed it to happen. They should have said, we're not having this competition. My, my daughters are not going to compete. It, he's going to win anyway. So we're not going to allow this person to have his moment where he gets to get in the water and swim against girls and act as though he won and stand there with an award. No, you don't do this. You don't do this. And, you know, um, and if he wants to come, why, why is it that it, and it's always swimming, right? Because, you know, that's oh. one sport in which they have such a physical advantage. You know, you don't see biological men trying to compete against the little, you know, three foot six gymnasts, right? Tell, you know, where, where are these biological men trying to compete on the uneven uh, bars? They're not, right? No, no they're praying. They're praying on the swimming and cycling and that stuff. Just in basketball, it makes me so angry. Well, where, where t- muscles helps give them an advantage and their size. So yeah, their hands. When you're swimming, I mean, to be able to move through the water, that length and the length of the arms, it's everything. Four thousand college students reveals that a significant portion of them, one in four, 
earns less than $32,000 a year, which is the average of high school graduates. 8% earn less than $22,000 a year, which is 150% below the federal poverty line. <laughs> God. And mind you, the average college cost is $37, which makes one question the value of college for many of these kids that aren't doing that well. Wow. They're making the same amount as, like, it, you know, if they didn't even go to college? Yeah. Why is any, uh, you know, at, at this point, the only reason to go to college is if you want to be an attorney or a doctor, you yeah. know, or like, or like an engineer, an architect where you have to have such specific high level skills. Other than that, you know, I, it, 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 wow, that's crazy. Okay, All right, we've only got, we've only got two minutes left, Bob. All right. I'll do some quickie bad news. Transgender women in the military are now allowed to live in female only accommodations. This includes the use of toilets and changing rooms. Wow. This was done in the prisons here in California with hundreds of rapes that occurred after that integration occurred. Wow. Just, just can't do it. No, it's just terrible, Bob. So we're almost out of time. You want to talk about We the Kids? Yeah. We the Kids is a great organization to help parents make sure their kids are brought back into the focus of pride in the country and understand the nature of the Constitution and what our rights and liberties are. We have great materials, free. Just look at wethekids.us, and you can find out what you want and order it, and I'll bring it to you. If you want to donate to them, that's even great, too. There's also a new movie that you might have kids see, or parents see, The War okay. of the Kids. I was surprised. There's been 2.5 million people who watched it in the last three days. The War on Kids. Is that the one that's Robbie Starbuck? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I need to see that. I've I actually saw something about that the other day and thought, yeah, that's really that looks like he's he was a former music uh, video producer, so he clearly knows. He's been on my show a few times, and he clearly knows how to how to put together something of high you know visual production value. And I think everybody needs to watch that. It's kind of a. It sounds like it's almost a video version of what your reports are every week on the Andrea K show. So it's almost like it would be a good partner to backfill or to, you know, amplify the work that you do every week on the Andrea K show. So Bob Walters, we love you. Thank you so much for being here and all the work that you do. And I hope you have a wonderful weekend. Thank you. You too. All right. Sweetie. We'll, all right. You too. All right. And you guys stick around. Bob gets to leave, but you don't. you got to stay with us. There's a whole nother hour coming up.